Alrighty, hey mates, welcome to another edition of the Little Dum Dum Club. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting opposite me is my co-host Carl Chandler. Good dickhead. Carl, the Emerald Peacock Chandler. <laughs> Let me just explain where that comes from for listeners. Last night, I got a text from Carl saying, "Come out to the city and have a drink," and I said, "That's enticing. Where are you at?" And he said, "The Emerald Peacock." And I wrote back, "I asked where you were drinking, not what your drag queen name was." Oh, bang! bang. Hey, I feel I should mention quickly up the top of the show. This uh, the first week of uh, this show is on Barry now on uh, digital radio so if you listen to us for the first time through that um, hello mates welcome aboard uh, and if this is the first time you're hearing us you can get our old episodes on iTunes uh, the show is called the little dum dum club it's me and Carl sitting down and chatting with an old mate of ours and we've got a great show today we're very super excited about our guest in the studio Eddie perfect yeah I just clapped myself that's, that's what good I did. that's yeah. what you got to do that's yeah. why I didn't clap you, so... Well, there's no one else yeah, in here. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. You'd look good as an emerald peacock. So really? Go back. Yeah, you'd look... I thought it was... You know, the pl- I can see the plumage, quite tall. I yeah. think I would struggle as a woman. I struggle as a man, so... <laughs> yeah. But maybe the fact that you struggle as a man means you'd be better as a woman. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it'd be the Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters, but... Uh, <laughs> the best man as a woman ever. Yeah, he really yeah. is. Are you familiar with him? Eddie? I had no idea about these bands you're talking about. The Foo Fighters? It's a terrible name for a band. Really? You don't know who they are? Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. I know. It's like um, Dave Grohl, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Stop trying to preserve your indie credibility (laughs) by claiming not to know. I have no indie credibility. I don't know anything about bands. I find band names are getting weirder and and more... Like, that's when you feel old. Like, there was that band called um, Akron Slash Family. Yeah. I'm like, what, they can't... Decide on Pick the on. name. Well, yeah. Pick one. Pick one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've got two suggestions. Maybe one will catch Oh, was it Akron Slash Family? Is that the name of yeah. it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's an interesting thing, though, like the band name. Like, you know, U2 is a terrible name for a band. Terrible name. Like, if they were starting, if you just saw them playing at the pub down the down the road from where you live, you'd go, nothing's going to happen. Well, yeah, but what about the Beatles? Like, if they didn't terrible. have what they had behind them, the worst band name of all time. Yeah. Oh, you like bugs, but oh, it's like a play on words. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. I, um, I once, I was going out in the city and I was waiting for a cab near my house and this band were coming out of one of their houses with all their gear and we're like, oh, we'll, we'll split it, we'll, we'll hail down a Maxim, we'll split a, a cab with you. So we were chatting to them in the cab and they're like, yeah, we're on our way to a gig. And we're like, what's your band name? And they go, the band is called Madonna. <laughs> Flat out just the shittest name for a Jesus. band. Because I I got up the next day and I'd been talking to this girl who was like hanging out with them and we'd be getting on really well. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll look up where they're playing and I'll go to one of their gigs and see if she's there. And did some intense Googling. And it took me ages to find anything about them as a band anywhere. And I well, ended no up... no wonder because it's someone mean? else. So well, cute. that's it. But that's really it. I... <laughs> only was able to find it by putting in their band name and then plus Melbourne and then where I knew that they were going to their gig to that night. I was like, if you didn't know that, you'd be... You'd, no one's going to come to your no, gigs. of course not. A ridiculous marketing idea. It sounds good on the surface, but it's not. It's like live, the band live. So yeah, Someone said to me they were like so hard to find on, on Google because it's like there's a few other options that you can look at there. Yeah. yeah you don't know if it's live either. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a band called The Music. The music. Well, there was a band called The Music. I don't think they're around anymore. Yeah, that would be... Isn't there a band called The Band? Yes, there is there a band was called a, The Band. There was yeah. a band called The Band from... There's a band called Google? No, it's not. I just That's a good up. idea, though. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, but you can't Maybe. Google Google because the world will end. Yeah, That's, exactly. You know. yeah. But I've got a couple of um, band names that I'm saving. I'm never going to have a band, so maybe they can just go out and people don't. can use them. One of them is um, is a heavy metal band 
called Random Acts of Kindness, but it's <laughs> X-A-X. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. How hardcore is that? And then another one, which is like an Asian Christian band, which obviously I can't be a part of because I'm not. Now, hang on. Is this homophobic? <laughs> no, I don't know. It was it might be it might be racist. It's called MS Jesus. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. So you I like can that take a lot. that. That's really good. I don't know if I've got any band names. No, up my sleeve. Do you em- play any music at all? The Emerald Peacocks. I play bass. And really? No, you drums. don't. I you're do. Too, I you're play too bass. little to play bass. What? Not not double bass. Yeah, even a bass, even a bass guitar. You've got to be a, a minimum height standard to play one of them, don't you? That's very offensive. You need to be at least five foot. Do you play anything? I used to play guitar when I was like really little, but oh. Oh, like until grade six. Yes. I had a music teacher that would only teach me Slim Dusty uh, songs, oh, which God. was uh, good. Yep. Did you ever write your own songs in your bedroom? Oh, no. You know when you share house with a guy that's learning guitar and writes his own songs and he always writes those sometimes, I call them sometimes I songs because every verse starts with, sometimes I get so sad, sometimes I, you know, like, oh, fucking. So we've just come from a gig and we usually record this on a Sunday night and we usually come from a gig that I sort of organise called Soft Belly Comedy. And, and tonight is no exception. Tonight is, is exactly that. Yeah, and no. uh, Eddie Perphy right here has performed very, very well um, there. And uh, I just thought I'd bring up this um, because, you know, it's also... about to talk about the last... Yes! Yeah, oh, here we go. I've been waiting to talk oh, about Oh, really? This. Yeah, this freaked me... Great. Because it was funny because I wanted to bring it up because at the time... I thought that you were worried that I was getting really upset. I was, yeah. Because you were like trying to be a peacemaker. <laughs> and I wanted to know what this guy meant. But you should tell so, the story. Right, I'll tell we're, the story. We're, we're, we're fast forwarded way too, yeah. Yeah, here Sorry. we go. Sorry. This is the start of the story. So <laughs> the first time that, that, that Eddie came to Soft Valley, uh, uh, it was great. It was like really lovely. You didn't even headline. You just came in to do this spot in the middle. And uh, it's that great thing where you see someone that is really good at what they do perform up close, really close, and especially with your talent with, you know, I'm not trying to be a dickhead or whatever, but with <laughs> singing and music, it's pretty, yeah. like, uh, uh, like in, not awe-inspiring, or, you know, it's, it's, it's really uh, impressive, right? So watching that close up, and to be honest, I'd had a few beers that night, so I was watching you sort of getting blown away going, oh, fuck, how good is this? And you're sitting there going, if only I'd kept up the guitar lessons for exactly. you six. Yeah. I could be I here could right now. do a bit of... Uh, Sometimes uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have a beer with Duncan. <laughs> so I was watching it going, oh, this is awesome. And then, so the end of the night, it was, it'd been a great night and whatever, and, uh, and you came up to get your gear, and I was like, oh, thanks very much. And I was a bit pissed. I was a bit like, oh, man, oh, that was so good. And then what happens when you run a comedy gig is you quite often get people hanging around at the end and asking for gigs and whatever, especially people that probably aren't you know up to scratch quite yet, um, oh. that are just desperate for gigs and whatever. So as I'm thanking you and saying, oh, man, that was awesome, whatever, this guy, <laughs> this portly fellow that I've seen perform, and, and let's, I'll, I'll, I'll put this on the record, this is a guy that regularly performs with a giant... Uh, latex tentacle. That's the that's the crux of his act. Portly fellow and latex tentacle. And both great band names. He yeah. looks like a, and he looks like a warlock. Yes, that's exactly. Like a, he, it, I felt like he was wearing crushed velvet, but he might not have been. I felt like he may have killed someone in Columbine once. But, <laughs> um, anyway, he came up, and I sort of thought, oh, well, you know, he's a guy that's probably going to say, oh, Eddie, or can I have a photo or whatever. And instead, he came up and said. Oh, mm, Eddie, uh, look, that was fine or whatever, but I just noticed that your voice was stuck in A-flat all night. Yeah, literally, your voice, you, you said, mm, you can't, it was good, you kind of got stuck in A-flat. And I went, 
what do you mean? And he went, just vocally, I felt like your voice was in A flat. And so <laughs> immediately... As opposed to your clothes being in A flat. <laughs> well, yeah. And immediately I, I, I'm thinking that is top of the list, the weirdest thing anyone's ever said to me. And I wanted to know what he meant because it's a very specific musical thing to say. And immediately I'm thinking about... I think I did two did two songs. One of them's in um, one of them's in C major, and the other one was in F. And I'm so I'm thinking, okay, not natural. None of the keys are in A flat. So maybe like I'm trying to think of all the notes that I sang melodically that would have been A flat. And I'm going, no, I'm pretty sure I sang a variety of notes constituting a melody. I might have passed through A flat. And he went, yeah. Is A flat like a bad? Register to singing or whatever is that the is that the is that like the musical equivalent of like a comedian doing like the difference between cats and dogs material? Do you know what <laughs> is I mean? Is it a hack To try to try and give it like a a, a spoken word, it's like saying you. I enjoyed your gig, but you said the word and all the time. <laughs> and like I was perplexed because it sounded like he knew something about music, but he obviously didn't because I know that I I, I can tell you you know. Com- Complete with you know complete confidence that I sang a range of notes. I might have passed through A flat. I might have stayed on A flat a couple of times, but I was not stuck. Yeah. In A flat, and so I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. I'm going, <laughs> how do you mean? And he's come, just you know, and he kept using his hand like in this oh. kind of, a, just you know, kind of in A flat. And I was flipping out. Uh, and and it, it, it was that horrible argument where it was like you're saying, look. This is what I did, and I know what I'm talking about, and I've done this, and I, I wasn't there. That, and he was like, yeah, you were. Yeah, and I know. No matter what you said, it was that horrible classic, eh, no, no, Yeah, I'm stuck here, so no, you're wrong. So I, I started to think maybe this guy's like a genius, like he knows, he's got some frequency response <laughs> in his brain that I don't know about. And I said, so do you know a lot about music? And he goes, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but I can, I can tell when something's stuck in A flat. So. Maybe that the tentacle he has is some sort of antenna, some yeah. sort of... Uh, yeah, maybe it's like what's the the thing that you tune yourself metronome. with? Metronome. Metronome. It's like a metronome. No, that doesn't. No, what's make the thing sense. that you you hit on the wall? That nee- tuning fork. Tuning fork. Yeah, oh, right. tuning tentacle. Now that is in that, a tuning fork is generally in A. Ah, oh, oh, a tuning tentacle. Yeah, in <laughs> A flat. Yeah, I was just I was blown away by it. that. Was the single most weird thing oh. I'd ever heard. But then that, wasn't didn't you tell me there was the spectacular moment of after he's just yeah well that was what happened. So you went all through that and and I'm like sitting there fuming and a bit drunk, going oh I can't believe this is happening because you know it was so great and then that was such a like you know great May meal and then you've eaten a bit of shit for dessert <laughs> and uh, and and you've sort of I, I don't know I can't remember what exactly what happened but I felt like you may have stormed away and gone oh god and I'm like oh no and then it, so that's happened and then he's walked up and gone mm, so can I have a gig and I'm like ah. Oh. And because I'd had a few drinks, I was like, oh, you have got me in rare form, sir. So here we go. I'm going to unleash right now. And uh, I just went, you cannot. That was like if you tried to design a way to not get a gig, that's it. You've nailed a type, buddy, because what you've done is come in, pour shit on someone who's awesome. You are fucking, who who are you? No one. You're a bloody tentacle, bloody handbag. Tentacle warlock. Yeah. Did he have the tentacle with him while he was... I don't know if he brings it to ask for gigs, but uh, he, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I just went, man. Sure, it's in his car. He just busts it out. (laughs) He gets a type five somewhere. I think he wrote it like a broom, like a witch and a broom. So yeah, so he, I just sort of unleashed and went, man, here's some advice to take for the rest of your life. Don't go up and criticize anyone, let alone criticizing someone who's a lot better than you and then asking for something. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. 
and he, uh, yeah, I, d- I don't think he uh, uh, appreciated it. There's a bit of that going around, though. Like, and it's good of you to to point that out because every now and then I get a re- get a request from a young young person saying, "Oh, um, you know, I'm a student and I want to sing one of your songs." You have the sheet music, and they're always really polite. And I got asked by this kid who was a Whopper student, so West Australian Academy of Performing Arts. He uh, studied the Hungry Jacks Academy. No, no. <laughs> No, they're polite. And, and <laughs> he, you know, had that real sense of entitlement, like, you will give this, you'll yeah. give this to me. And it was the worst request for anything. It was like, I'm doing a project. I need this material. Give it to me. And I wrote back going, okay, here's a bit of an example of how, you know, you asked, ask for things. And he just wrote back, so um, are you going to give it to me or what? And I was like, <laughs> oh. You should have written back and said, you don't need the sheet music. It's all in A flat. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm stuck in A-flat. Eddie <laughs> Perfect is stuck in A-flat. Just a oh, side note just for a second. I just wanted to say, I just said this earlier, but uh, there's like suggestions lying around on our table here at, at, at Sin Radio. We're at Sin tonight. Um, and someone, there's a suggestion for a segment idea, suggestion about a show that's been on before us, and someone has said, as a suggestion, talk about the songs coming up. <laughs> So, That'll be a which, riveting section. Which yeah. doesn't help us at all. No. We talk can talk about, about the stories coming up? Yeah, or? we can talk about when we play our outro music. Yeah. But I don't know how long, how far that's going to get us. Aloe Black. I like that theme. So it's, I always kind of um, get weird about lyrics. The opening lyrics to that is, what is it? Hey, lady. Hey, lady. Do you remember? Can you, you not do an A-flat, please? My tentacle is quivering. Yeah. Basically saying, do you remember? You are my lover. You are my friend. It's like... Who's going to forget that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, can't really. Did we bang? Because I feel like we might have. <laughs> Friends and lovers, you Yeah. Say? No, I don't remember. Are you on Facebook? Yeah, I Let's wrote a just, song about I'm it. I'm just going to call this It's Complicated. Yeah. That seems like. <laughs> um, but because you've, you've, you've heard the song before, because you are you are a friend of the show, you're a listener of the show, this is what impresses me because you've listened to them all. I've Whereas, to yeah, them we're all. very excited we've got... to have you on because you, from, from, I... from day one, you're an early yeah. fan of the we, show. We've got, other, we've got other friends, genuine friends that have come on here and not known if it was a TV show or not. <laughs> I know, I've, lis- I've listened to them. I love, I love the confusion. To be, I could tell you this right now, I've never, this is the only podcast I've listened to and uh, not the only one. I've tried listening to others. I don't like them as much. It's oh, like, yes. Oh, yes. Because I now live in the Yarra Valley. I live in Hillsville and mm. I do the commute and I've got a car that doesn't have a radio and I discovered, you know, how to download podcasts. So I just listen to you guys on the way in and it's good because, you know, I get, you know, I, I'm, I've got a baby and I live in the Yarra Valley and life's, you know, life's interesting but it's not like I'm not like a gigging on the road comedian anymore so I get to keep up with the stories and feel like you know, oh yeah I'm, he's yeah, out yeah. there and yeah I'm yeah. Ki- living vicariously through through you guys but yeah it's it's I've discovered the I guess what it's like when you listen to some radio station kind of religiously you get to know the people and you just kind of it's cool like I know everything about you like I know that you <laughs> have, to, have to sleep with your clothes off on the couch because you get too hot and you're from Maryborough yes. and there are weird people you know I know you live with your cousin you got a girlfriend yeah uh, cousin's, his, cousin's what, moved away what's his real name Allsop like, this I, has just turned into a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> and it always gets brought up, and no one, we've never resolved it. There's no good reason why you are Please, I'm very happy to get on I've, the subject oh yet again. Oh, my God. What's I've, wrong with Allsop? I've resolved it. I've said I, I don't know. I just, I, it was just being 16 and thinking that'll be, that'll be a laugh. For, for new listeners of the show, coming through yep. Barry Radio, 
Tommy Daslow, not his real name. Uh, Tommy Allsop is his real name. So, and we gen- generally tend to talk about this stage name quite a bit. So, yeah. like quite a bit, pretty much every episode <laughs> yeah. since I think the fourth week we were in here when I we take that long? made the mistake of, of bringing it out in the open. I think you held back because you didn't know if I wanted it out there and then oh, I that made it. Oh, doesn't them. sound like me. That doesn't, I just realised <laughs> yeah. as I was saying it. Because I, I, I know something about weird surnames and... People think that my surname's a stage name. I was going to say, you must get that. You and friend of the show, Steel Saunders, I imagine, would be the two comedians Steel, most yeah. frequently David, asked David if Quirk. it's... Yeah. 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 Um, Sir Laugh-A-Lot. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. That's, <laughs> my first gig, I did want to get up and be Sir Laugh-A-Lot just because I didn't think I was going to do a comedy gig beyond one gig. And I was like, I'm just going to call myself something absolutely retarded. Yeah, I like Sir Laugh-A-Lot. Yeah. You told me it was going to be Sir Laugh-A-Lot or Charlie Chuckles. Or Charlie Chuckles. Charlie Chuckles yeah. would have been so good. <laughs> But having a knighthood is yeah, knighthood important. for services to comedy. Yeah, because yeah. getting back onto Dazzle, um, hang on, you're mispronouncing his made-up oh. name. Dazzle, Dazzle, but it's, there's no A in it. Dazzle, Dazzle. No, it's, there's two A's. Is it Dazzle? Yeah. yeah what's, what's the difference? It's made yeah. up. You could spell well, it yeah. any way you like. You change it, doesn't matter. Yeah, I uh, know because it's, it's odd. A... Because um, you know, I, I, everyone thinks that I changed my name to Perfect, which which suggests that they think I'm a complete wanker. Because who would, you know? It is a pretty cool name, though. Like I, I didn't know. I would have thought maybe it's a stage name because like Eddie's a cool name, Perfect's a cool name. I would have thought maybe it is a stage name. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I would have gone further if I'd changed it. I would have like gone what? To Eddie fucking awesome or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eddie shit hot. Yeah, shit hot. Yeah. <laughs> But we've, we, there was no, um, there was no sense of uh, self consciousness in our family about our name growing up. I didn't really know how weird it was. Like people would ring up our house, and my dad's answer machine message was always, "You've rung the perfect family." And I, <laughs> no, no, no weirdness. And people thought it was great. That is great. Yeah. Uh, um, you're, you're married. Uh, no, I'm not no. actually married. Oh, I say I'm married because um, it's just it's just easier. Okay. I'm not married. We're getting we're getting married this year, but um. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is she is she going to take the name? No, no, no. I've never been the girl that wants to take really the name. Yeah, no. Because I would think even if you were someone who was as a as a woman who wasn't into the idea of taking a man's name, shack up with a guy called Perfect. Yeah. So how could you not? Well, she goes, oh, well, we could hyphenate it, but her surname's Cochrane. I just think Perfect Cochrane. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, doesn't it? That is so good. Um, so she would have liked... How many times has she done the... the oh, I'm with the perfect man now. Yay! She, no, she doesn't, no. Really, she doesn't really go there. She doesn't go there at all. So um, what about the kids? So uh, I've got a daughter called Kitty, and her surname's perfect, Kitty Perfect. Right. Um, but, you know, like Lucy has a... Has, that's my partner's name. She has moments where she feels she wants to retract it. Oh, really? Yeah, Kitty Cochran sounds better, she reckons. And it does, let's be honest. So Does it? But there was a big question mark, and I mean literally, I came home one day... Because I'm the only male... Um, I've got two sisters. God, I can't wait to hear about this literal question mark. Yeah. <laughs> came, I came home one day to find... Uh, a family tree, like a kind of a, the genealogy of the perfect family, and a, the branches led down to you know Celeste and Adam and Eddie, you know, the three of us, and um, it was like the perfect line. And under me was literally a big red question mark, and I was like, "That's a are you gay? He's gay?" Question mark. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I was like, mm, I'm not really sure if he's going to go passing on the genes because I was quite. Flamboyant. Well, I'm about you... as close to gay as you can get without actually being gay. Yeah, right. Well, that, see, that's the that's the interesting thing, I guess, about your role on Offspring, mm. because you're you're 
you've got the musical theatre sort of a thing, which is a bit of a question mark over any... any it's a valid question say. mark. Yeah. But I figure if you come out of a music theatre training institution without being gay, that's the... It's like... Temp- the temptation <laughs> Island, you know, <laughs> like your relationship with your sexuality is intact. That's level know? ten, not gay. Yeah. yeah, like I took heaps of heaps of drugs and was on a dance floor with heaps of sweaty gay men, and I and I never got it on with any of them. And I figured that's you know, yeah. I so was, my guard was down. I could have. I you, thought in year ten, I thought for a week that I might have been bisexual because I was reading Brett Easton Ellis's Rules of Attraction, and I thought, geez, that sounds like fun. And then yeah, I, I read that very quickly. I read Glamorama, <laughs> and there's that sex scene that goes for like twelve pages, where it ends up with <laughs> yeah. hit, hardcore ass fucking. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really the, the page made books. it sound so fun. I know, just ramming it up holes. I was like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it, it, yeah. But I've never been like weird about. Do you, do you, are you weird about your sexuality? Do you, ever, do you find like do you get a bit? Have you been to like gay clubs? And... I've been gay. Yeah, I've been gay clubbing. Yeah. I got hit on my Belvedere. Oh, I heard that story. Have I talked about that on the show? Yeah, I think you might have. Um, oh, okay. I've met Belvedere a few times. He's got a real name, but God, who who cares? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he's, everyone's been hit on by his Belvedere. His wife will be taking that name on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with offspring, so how no. Is let's that? get back oh, to your okay. sexuality. Oh, really, I'm on. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Emerald. Well, I don't know. I don't know. If I've got much to say about it. Um, I had a pretty, for the first time ever, about three months ago, I had a pretty intense gay dream that kind of freaked me out. Oh, really? It went off me very quickly. Okay, tell us about your tell gay us, dream. Tell us. No, your you gay just dream. you weren't offering up yeah, anything. Yeah, fair enough. No, it was just there's not much to report. It was just you know. Do you know the object of your desire? Yeah, uh, yeah. Was oh, really? really? Yeah. Was it Carl? Is, is it me? <laughs> yeah, no, no, nah. no. I'm really not going to say. Oh, I'll tell, I'll tell you off, Mike. I'm not going to say. Finally, oh. something more interesting than the Allsops <laughs> dilemma. Man, so much, so much for save it for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> is it been, have they been on this show? No. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, I'll bring it up. I'll bring one. it up when they cut if they come on. Really? Yep. If they come on, I'll bring it up. Was it hot? Was it kind of hot? Yeah, it was a it was a bit much. It was a bit weird. Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a it's a um, because I'm comfortable in my sexuality, but still, you have something like that that's very yeah. very real and very vivid. It's hard not to wake up and spend the rest of the day yeah. being a bit like, what happens now? Do yeah. I have to file a report or something, or what? What yeah, do you, I do? Yeah, you walk through the day with a bit of a gay mist around you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> the world yeah. looks a little different. I know because that you think feeling. because you sort of in your head you're going maybe maybe in four years circumstances will change and I'll realise that this was the first day of the of the turnaround what, process. What did it say in your little dream dictionary about it? Well, that's the thing, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you I, are gay. I, know, I like interpreting, I'm good at interpreting dreams, but only because um, I find hearing people's dreams really boring, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. I was, then I was, you know although I had, uh, this is, now I'm going to contradict myself, I had an amazing dream. <laughs> You're making it And I'll make it so oh, quick no. that uh, there was a tidal wave coming, right? Tsunami. It was around about the time of tsunami. Uh, everyone was trying to head for higher ground. I was trying to get away. It was really scary. And about the time when the wave hit, nothing happened. I'm like, that's weird. Walk out. There's a tidal wave, but it's just stopped a la, um, you know, Moses part in the Red Sea in, oh, yeah. in, in, in you know, Charlton Heston. And in the tidal wave was the branding Mount Franklin. And I was like... <laughs> Wow, the whole tsunami was like a brand start. Sponsored. Wow. That was pretty awesome. But most of my dreams are like, you know, that's it. That's shit. A, I don't get it where, you know, you're unconscious. You literally turned your brain off for the night as, as far as consciousness can be. And it's working while you're asleep going, well, I'm, I don't want to spell anything out. I'll just work on some crafty metaphors and you can fucking figure it out in the morning. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah you, 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 your brain isn't directed by bloody, you know, the Coen brothers. 
when you go to sleep, surely. Like, how, how, why do you have to figure stuff out? Eddie's dreams sound like they're directed by a cross between Michael Bay and... Yeah, and Sachi and Sachi. Some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say Simon, yeah. whatever that guy's name is. But, um, yeah, so Offspring. Let's get on to Offspring. Um, yeah, yeah. How has that funny. changed your life? Um, not, not, it hasn't really changed my life much, except that um, the it, only thing is you get a bit of recognition in the street action, and it's... Creepy man, it's like um, if normally during the day it's totally fine. It's people kind of look at you, and they look at you like uh, they squint and they're like, Whoa. and then you can sit, tell them they're trying to figure out. And when they've worked it out, they kind of smile and nod at you like, yeah, I know who you. Are. <laughs> and it's awkward, you know. Um, it's become a recurring theme on the show for the last four or five weeks. We've had people in where we've been talking about being recognised. I feel like this show we're trying to have interesting conversations and really get good things out of our guests and then it's just us sitting there going, what's the light being? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the light being off the telly? Yeah. yeah. I know, it is, it kind of has its, it has its weird, it has its weird things. Because like I said, I live in Hillsville and um, at the start, you know, I'd, I'd walk around and, you know, I'm in you know, T-shirt and black jeans and thongs and everyone thought I was weird. And I had my baby strapped to the front of me, one of those baby Bjorn things, and they just thought I was weird. And I remember getting – I get looked at really weird, and I wasn't on the telly yet. And I got my hair cut in Hillsville, and I said, yeah, why is everyone looking at me weird? And the, the hairdresser, this lady, said, I, I've seen you walking around, and everyone thinks you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that work? <laughs> and now they know Now they know me off the telly. It's all the checkout ladies at Coles, basically. They'll go, yeah. oh, why did you sleep with Nina? <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff. But it's it's only when you're around people that are drinking alcohol that it gets weird because oh, they right. just say shit. And, what, you know, you get a lot of the people that think because you're on television, your, your life is amazing. Yep. And Lucy and I at the races convinced this woman that we arrived in a helicopter. <laughs> and she was so, she's like, your life must be amazing. It must be amazing. You know, and I was like, oh, God, we wish we hadn't lied. We actually came in a cab, you know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how I sort of re- uh, uh, measure fame, I think, at the moment, is that if my girlfriend's friends know of you, Right. Like that means you're famous to me. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, they certainly know you. Yeah, right. The, the girls that my uh, girlfriend works with are like, oh, Eddie Perfect. Oh, Eddie Perfect. Oh. Yeah, right. So, oh, that's go. good. There you go. That's got cut through. Yeah. I, li- I like the sound <laughs> of your girlfriend from the bits I've, I've heard. She's like, a nice girl. I like the... Um, the and she's of- a fan of the show, of your show. Yeah. Oh, is she? Yep. She watches well, yeah, Not a fan of this show, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, she does now start to listen to it just to hear the bits... They've got her in it, so she knows right. what to tell me off about. Yeah. Well, fr- friend of the show, my cousin, is also was a big fan of uh, Offspring. Yeah. In fact, she was devastated when the series finished, and she sort of said, "I don't know what I'm going to do now." Yeah. Well, we're shooting another series, so there'll be more of the girly, girly fix. It's a very. She's girly living in show. London now, because everything's even when you watch stuff on the net, it's all you can't watch it overseas. So she's all. Oh, like, right. What I'm asking is, can you hook me? Some Your character is like set up to be a perfect heartthrob in a way, like a perfect. Uh, uh, figure for the ladies to salivate over being the tradie, being the you know the the alpha male sort of tradie, but you know with the with the artistic side. Yeah, but the funny thing is that it's like um, the the original the original script came in, and I just finished doing Shane Warne the musical, and like I was I'm always pretty chubby, but like I was fucking fat then, right? right? And I read the script, and it's like yeah. Yeah, you know, Mick takes his shirt off, and I'm like, "Well, this is not good. This is not, <laughs> this is not good." And it's like the opposite of underbelly. Like any chance they can get a man to take their shirt off, and so <laughs> day one of day one of shooting, and they kind of just handed me a pair of underpants, and they've gone, "Here's your outfit, his wardrobe, his <laughs> wardrobe." And I was like, Are "You kidding me?" And they give you what they call a keep warm, which is like a robe. And I had to do this scene where I was 
considering breaking up with this girl and, and talk, doing, kind of talking myself up to it in the mirror. And so I'm wearing this big thing and I go, and they go, okay. And I go to take off the, take off the robe and they're about to call action and the director runs up and she kind of just goes, yeah, I think we'll just keep that on. Just keep that on. <laughs> I couldn't be exploited if I tried. So now all the scripts, no one ever, no one ever writes in they have to take my shirt off. Oh, really? So it's fantastic. Oh. I'm not going to get exploited. It's great. Well, I, I did notice that you were, uh, I don't know if you got this worked into your contract that you were allowed to keep your, uh, your, your, your blonde-tipped hair from the Shane Warne the musical days. No, that was just default. Like, I had blonde hair and so I had to stay. It was really oh, annoying. Right. So now I'm back to, I'm are back you, to brown. Yeah, you, are you going to dye it back for the next season? No, I'm, I'm no. staying. It's revolutionary. Everyone oh. in the it's like Jennifer and... Aniston changing her haircut that time. Yeah. I know, I know. That's really gonna. That's that's really the big twist of the second series. Oh right, yeah. Who done it? Yeah, I don't have um, blonde hair anymore, so that's a bit dynamic. <laughs> wow, spoiler alert, everyone out there. Yeah. Do they go into the backstory of your character going, "Hang on a minute," looking in the mirror and going, "Hang on a minute, I look fucked." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they just ended up writing in jokes about how shit my hair was in the, in the first season. You know, that's you know, out. you've let to learn what the producers and the writers think of you because they start to graph the writing onto your physical attributes. So there's always always these references to how fucking chubby Mick was and how shit his hair was. So that was kind of what I had to contend with. Well, you mentioned um, Shame on the Musical uh, before. It's a, it's a production that you did, uh, when was it, uh, two years ago? No, it was 2008, 08, 09. You, uh, you tweeted something recently that uh, that kind of interested me that I wanted to bring up uh, with you on the Shane Warne and Liz Hurley thing, which has been dominating the Australian yes. media for the yes. last couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, you, you put up something like doing a show in which you play Shane Warne uh, means that any time he does anything, the people are going to call you up. Yeah. Is that a legitimate thing? Did you, do you, yeah. did you have people... So every time um, Shane Warne makes headlines with anything, uh, my uh, some journos have got... My number, but mostly they just ring my manager wanting a comment all the yeah. time. So, uh, and I don't, you know, like it's ridiculous. I danced around on stage <laughs> in my underpants impersonating Shane Warner. Now I have to have an opinion on, on yeah. everything he does. It's pretty surreal. But the whole thing was surreal because he hated it and then he came and saw it and he really liked it. And then he came to opening night. And I think was, I was there the night that he came out after in Melbourne. Yeah, that was... The, the opening night? Of, yeah, 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 it was opening he night. Came, did he, he came out on stage? He came out on stage yeah. and he took a bow and he was really nervous. Right. And so in a weird moment when it was sort of all over and done with, I was like, um, well, we've got to get off the stage. And <laughs> I don't know why I did this, but I grabbed his hand, I held his hand, and then we walked... Is this in real life or is this a gay dream? No, <laughs> this is both, man. And it's the Athenaeum Theatre. So uh, we, I held his hand and then I'm like, well, I've got to keep holding on. And we walked off stage <laughs> hand in hand. But the weird thing is the cast exits prompt side and we all, we, me and Shane exited OP and there's nothing there. There's like a loading dock. And so we got there, realised we were holding hands in a loading dock <laughs> and then let go and then it was just excruciating. And he's like, yeah, oh, I thought I was really good. So it's really good. Just don't mention how gay that moment was. <laughs> so he hated it. Was that when he – there were reports that you were doing it? He yeah. He knew about it and was He knew about it and he was trying to promote um, his own book called Warren's Century or something. And every time he went to promote it, they asked him, are you going to go see Shane Warren the musical? And he got really pissed off about it. But then the he was wasn't going to be in the country. But the Mumbai terrorist attacks happened. Lucky me. And uh, he was. Um, the amount of times I've heard people say that. Oh yeah, yeah. 
It was good for me. He came along and uh, and I and I met him afterwards at a. All I knew was that he was um, Kevin White, who produced it, who who runs Token Events. He came backstage. He goes, "Yeah, uh, Warney's in," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was terrified. <laughs> and it wasn't. A, it was a second preview, so it wasn't really run in. And then uh, all I heard was, "Get dressed. Warney wants to talk to you." In a cafe, in a restaurant, oh, shitting myself. Wow! Went over there. He was in the corner with his manager. Shook his hand weirdly. Sat down, and he was quiet. And I was like, "Wow, how was that for you, mate? Was that a bit weird?" And he goes, "No, I thought you'd done a good job." And I finally, my asshole, relaxed. Right? <laughs> Have a conversation, but um, were you holding really... hands under the table? I wish. I <laughs> wish it came later. <laughs> but he started telling me all this shit. Like he goes, "Oh, uh, don't tell anyone, but me and Simone are back together." And I'm like, what? The guy who's written the unauthorised musical biography of your life you've met and now you're telling, telling me this you shit. you become his confidant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's telling me about what it was like having his brother manage him and like, you know, oh, poor bloody Jason, if there's a cloud, he's under it, you know. And I was like, why are you telling me this? He told me all sorts of crazy stuff. But we've got a lot. He just lives his life like uh, an open wound. Like he just he just says stuff that comes into his wow. mind. Yeah. He's a he's a guy that would I, I would like to meet him for all that bagging and whatever. Like I'm a bit of a sports fan, so I, I'd be a tragic and and he seems crazy and whatever. But I would still I think being in his presence that would be impressive, wouldn't it? Is yeah. he impressive? Oh, it's terrifying because you know, and he's so lovely and he puts everyone at ease. He goes, "Oh, do it. Do you have one problem with the show?" And I was like, "Oh, here we go," because I literally thought he would just tell me off for two hours. But he goes, "I have one problem with the show." You were wearing black undies at one point. We said, nah, always grey or white if you're going out rooting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! And I'm like, going out rooting. And I remember when when Kevin White and I left, we walked around the corner and we just laughed like girls. We went, (laughs) we just had dinner with uh, Shane Warne and we're like, going out rooting? Yeah. What? Is that... Well, that's that where what for, for for test rooting when you're rooting for five days. Yeah, <laughs> like you put on the yellow undies when you're just having a quickie. I couldn't believe it. It's unbelievable. Going out. Have you ever gone out rooting? I don't ever want to put a label on it. I've never had white undies. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to go out rooting. I've gone out rooting, but never when I've planned to go out rooting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're single, you go, oh, I'm in a fucking... Because uh, going know. out rooting, you just set, well, speaking for myself, I just set myself up for failure. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, but why white? What does that mean? Clean, virginal, But I would say white, white is a terrible, because white's, you know... It, it, exactly. You're black. White's not sexy. Yeah, you want is black. sexy? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Do you wear so. like um? Do you wear like what kind of undies do you wear? Do you wear like briefs? Or <laughs> I wear brief, brief style. Don't. Yeah. Why do you wear briefs? Why? Well, why not? Do you I wear, wear briefs? briefs. Yeah. Really? I've never worn boxes in my life. Do you like? Are they like out of a packet of three briefs, or do you go? <laughs> yeah, go the yeah. packet of just yeah. whatever mum buys. <laughs> How do you get away with that? How do you get anyone to sleep with you when you take your pants off and they see briefs? So they just don't mind. Just, they just don't mind. Yeah. Like, yeah, briefs. That's a pretty. That's a pretty picky girl. That's that's Is fine it? with everything up until that point where you take your pants off and she's not impressed by the. But she's uh, like, that's oh. that's off white, not white. Yeah, no rooting yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I'd be dis- just going back to me being gay. I would be disappointed with briefs. Really? Would, yeah. Really? What's what so you? unimpressive? Depends on the briefs, but if it's like a pack, like a five pack of Rios, now they're all baggy and. Ugh. I don't wear the uh, uh, briefs. I don't. I, I wear like trunks, like sort of trunk. Yeah, style. boxer briefs. No, they're pretty pretty tight. Like they're not they're not baggy. Le- they're, not, they're not like speedos. They're like legs. They've got legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah like speedos right. with legs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's all right. I thought you meant like bre- like you know wire front kind of briefs. Oh no 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 no. What I'll are you? Live, what are you? You're, yeah, you're being yeah. suspiciously quiet about the whole thing. What do you wear? I wear like um, bo- they're like boxer briefs. So they're kind of, t- but yeah, like what you wear, like Tweety Bird ones. No, okay. no, no, they got no. Remember <laughs> I the have silk a pair. boxer shorts? Remember yeah. they were really big in the nineties? Yeah, and they were like shit. Cause Warner Brother ones. Yeah. Oh, friction and you know you get static on your pubes. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pair of um of like long, kind of brief things that I sleep in. They, I, I don't think they're designed to wear. Und- as underpants, like they must be just designed sleeping because they're quite long and they're quite sort of thick. Yeah. But on the leg of them, and I should preface this by saying that my mum bought them for me several years ago. Right. But I don't think she would have been fully aware of what was written on them when she bought them <laughs> well, because yeah. on the leg of them they say in like they're blue and then in hot red lettering, Mister Really Big. <laughs> oh and my God. my girlfriend always gives me shit about it. And well, she'd know though, wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She, uh, it's a mother knows. Weird, yeah, it's such a weird thing for your mum to get you, but it was like mum wouldn't have, mum wouldn't have seen that at all. Ah, oh, Mr. Really, my, he's, a, he's a big shot. He's a big comedian. My mum gave me, once gave me left, uh, hand-me-down undies from my dad that had like a crocodile on the front. It was like, it was like some sort of half-assed attempt at being sexy undies. And like, yeah, dad used to wear them, so now I'm passing them on to you. Oh, oh there's five things wrong with that. Yeah. So... What I was going to say, be- it would be like a tongue coming out of that. Yeah, oh. like a chicken it was trying to swallow or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Oh, yeah. God! Just awful. Yuck! So Just like awful. a chicken in the crock. <laughs> yes, bang! Our it's first a, guest a, callback. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've what? had that stuck in my head, like. And he can't. The bad thing is, he can't unleash it. You can't just drive your no, car you and can't. go like yeah. a faggot in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you my know, girlfriend. Will, I'm going to get my girlfriend to listen to this one just so she can hear Eddie Perfect calling yeah. one of her jokes. Yeah. yeah. Anyone uh, not familiar with what we're talking about, go back and check out uh, last week's episode with Greg Fleet. Yep. For the context. What I was going to say with the uh, with the whole Warney going out rooting thing, it just reminded me of something from last night. Last night, I went out for drinks with uh, some of my Meriborough friends. Yeah. And uh, did, Hang on, did Warney give you any advice what colour underpants Carl should have been worn to go out drinking? Gra- uh, yeah, what's the drinking colour? Oh, I think drinking and rooting is uh, synonymous. So that's yeah. All yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fair enough. So um, you've got your best tidy whities on? I haven't, no. Oh. I, I don't know what I wore. But we, uh, I went out with my uh, old mates, old mates, and um, it was, yeah, it was good. It was good to see him. I hadn't seen him for a little while. But it did remind me, uh, one of the friends that was there, what happened was when I first got together with my girlfriend, uh, we went out. We had an, a night where it was like, okay, here's, here comes the joining of the friends for the first time. My friends were going to be at the same party as her friends. Oh, doesn't that suck? Well, oh. yeah, I was a little bit like, oh, this will be interesting. And what happened was one of my good mates was there that was single at the time, and one of her best friends was single at the time, and they both got invited to the party, and they both... We were like sitting there and like, oh, this is going to happen, isn't it? I think this is going to happen. Yeah. Oh, this is weird. Anyway, we left the party. It happened. And she went home with him. But the thing was that she did the girl thing of going, oh, well, I think we're going out now, are we? Or, you know, after that in the morning or whatever. And he was very much like, I've stopped drinking and this is not going to happen. So, <laughs> oh, so they had, so it was a one night stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She thought that means relationship. Yeah, yeah. So what happened, and this is probably a horrible thing to recount, but anyway, this was, this tickled my fancy and was equally horrible and funny, I think was that they got up in the morning and she went, uh, oh, so, yeah, so what, what are we going to do now? And he was clearly trying to get rid of her. And yeah. she was like, uh, so do you, let's 
do you want to go and get breakfast together? And he <laughs> reached for a piece of fruit, shoved it in her face and said, there's an apple. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Jeez, well, healthy, healthy, healthy <laughs> Jesus. options. Jesus. That's awful. Uh, yeah, nothing a day than... fucks the one not or away. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than hanging around for a shame omelette, is it? <laughs> you know? I reckon you need to, if it is a proper one-night stand, you need, you, there is that desire to get out of there pretty quick sticks. Here's an example of why this happened to a friend of mine. No, it actually did happen to a friend of mine. Um, a friend of the show. A friend, uh, yeah, he listens a lot, so he's going to be pretty wrapped that this is coming up. <laughs> he, uh, So he went out uh, recently. It was Australia Day Eve. He was out and he uh, met up with a girl who he knew from a while ago and she's just kind of gone, oh, I haven't seen you in ages. They've started making out and then they get in a cab and they go back to her place. And this has all happened within about 10 minutes, right? So they're driving, 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 oh. driving. He's going, fucking hell, how far out are we going? He's like, he can't rec- – like it's really getting off the grid. He's like, fuck, where are we? So anyway, he ends up at her place and when he's telling us the story – he could not tell us enough times how out of control the sex was. Like, he just kept bringing, oh, it was crazy. We were making heaps of noise. And at one point, the door got kicked in, and it was her little sister going, what the fuck are you doing? Stop making so much noise. And then <laughs> she left the room, and we just keep fucking going at it, hammer and tong, just fucking going for it, just going crazy. So then anyway, the next morning he gets up, and he turns over, and he goes, um, hey, where are we? And she goes, oh, we're at my parents' place in Blackburn. And he goes, oh, fucking hell, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Blackburn. So Yeah. So... Instead of just going, see you later, you know, going straight out the door, giving, you know, one of us a call, one of his mates a call and go, hey, man, can you come and get me or whatever, goes down into the kitchen to get himself a glass of water, right? Fixes himself up and he goes, the thing that was weird about it was I get into the kitchen and the first thing was there was a life-size poster in the kitchen of Mark Chopper Reed, right? <laughs> He's like, this is a weird thing to have hang up in your kitchen. Second thing is her dad is sitting there at the kitchen table watching him and goes, oh, big night, eh? And my mate just goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> so the dad's in his work clothes. The dad's a cop. Just <laughs> officer, just nailed your daughter, just there in his full garb, right? And so my friend, again, instead with of... Gun, I, with a gun? Well, I, I don't know. I like how he's got a poster of a criminal in That's his house. That's a weird thing. We're trying <laughs> yeah. to work out, like, why is he maybe the guy that put him away or something? Or... I can't work out what the deal. Just a big deal. poster with a big cross through it. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's, that's his to-do list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so he's sitting there. And again, my mate at this point, instead of just going, oh, yeah, see ya, goes, hey, um, what's the best way to get back to South Yarra from here? So the cop goes, oh, um, the best way would be to get the train. The train station's kind of just down the road. I can give you a lift if you want. My mate goes... Okay, oh. get to lift with him in his fucking cop car oh. down to the nearest station. And we're thinking about it going, man, I tell you what, I reckon that cop would have been picking off hair and fibre samples because if you <laughs> if you suddenly get linked to some murder out in the Blackburn oh, way, no. we're going to be smelling retribution for you fucking <laughs> deflowering his, well, not deflowering, but you know. Yeah, I'm like a, I, I'm a father to a girl and at no stage will I ever give some one filthy one-night stand a lift. Yeah. If I had a gun, you'd just. It would be fun, though, being a cop of a father, a policeman of, of a girl that just had sex with a guy and offering him a lift. You could just freak him right out. Yeah. I'm imagining in 20 years' time, you know, your daughter 
picking up some guy and then him telling his mates a story the next day being like, Fuck, fucking weirdest thing, man. I went downstairs to get a glass of water and her dad was just there dressed up like Shane Warne. Yeah. Oh, fucking man. weirdest yeah. thing. Saying to me, what fucking colour undies you got on, mate? <laughs> yeah. They better be grey. Yeah. Yeah. I will fuck with anyone that comes over the house. I'm, don't you reckon oh, that be, be the that? most fun? You're going to be that dad, are you? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing I reckon about this guy because initially we're going, how fucking naive is he? Doesn't he know what our mate has done with his daughter? But... Think about it, it's got to have been a power play. It must just be mm. a big, I know what you've done, I'm going to fucking really turn this up and yeah. make it super awkward for you. Yeah, My mate me. said he was battling the edge the whole car ride to not just go, mate, can we put the siren on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. On. So you're going to be that dad? You're going to you're going to give new boyfriends grief? Oh, look, I'd talk a tough game, but I'd probably end up being really nice and middle class. But I'd like to. Yeah, I'd I like reckon to. you'd be a good you'd be a good uh, yeah, you'd good. be a good girlfriend's dad. I reckon it'd be good to get you got to get weird as a dad. That's that's the fun. That's the payoff, you know. Yeah, like that's when, true. When, like, the thing about uh, it's really bad having a hangover and a, and a baby because not only does their cry kind of penetrate that one part of your brain that's really hungover, they don't. You have to get up and go to them. They don't kind of come to you, so you have to stagger out. And I always just think, I can't wait until you're 18 and you're whatever age and you're pissed and you've got a hangover. I'm just going to come into your room and go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm just waiting for retribution. Sweet retribution. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Your daughter, uh, let's say she's in her early 20s. She tells you, I've met a guy, been on a couple of dates, it's going well. I'd love you to meet him. Brings him around. You get on well with him. Seems like a good guy. You know, you really, you really mm. enjoy his company. Yep. Seems like he's right for your daughter. He likes your chopper poster. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what if he then turns around and goes, "Saw you do a gig the other night, and you were stuck in a flat." <laughs> what happens no. there? He's straight out, straight out the door. Yeah, I'd take his tentacle off him and go. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked warlock. Yeah. Don't give him a ride in the perfect mobile. Yeah. <laughs> That's my rule: no men with tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, that brings us to the end of the program for another week. Uh, Eddie, what have you got coming up that you want to? You want to? I'll be doing the Melbourne about. Comedy Festival at the famous, the famous Spiegel Tent, a show called Misanthropology. Yeah. What time? At, what time at night? I'm at eight thirty p.m. Oh, uh, nice. Except for Sunday when I'm seven thirty p.m. Yeah, right. Excellent. Uh, thanks for joining us, Eddie. It's been yeah. great to finally get you in here. Absolute pleasure. Hope uh, anyone listening to this uh, to this for the first time on Barry has enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, get on iTunes and check out all our old episodes. Give us some more reviews on iTunes. That's been nice. One woman said that uh, it's a good show for rubbing one out to. What? That's actually, someone put that. I rubbed one out to the show. So <laughs> That did not happen. I promise. Go and look at it. It's on there. All right. Yeah. Someone put on a weirder one than that. Yeah, that's the challenge. <laughs> um, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on The Little Dum Dum Club. Signing off for another week. See you, mate. See you, mate. Don't you hear me? I can't be a circle for you.